Good morning, once again. It's a new day. Let us pray. And let us meet with God. Look out, Father in heaven, bless you once again for another day. We thank you, Father, for doing what you do best, that is, providing for us. You are a God that provides more than what we need. You provide, provide us with more than what we can ever truly handle. And so we're, we're, we're just glad. We're thankful to be alive, alive in your presence. We're thankful to be alive with you, trusting that by your Holy Spirit you are here with us because of your love for us. You do all that you do for us in order to bring us into a right relationship with you whereby we can depend on you to provide us with all that we need. Not only for one day, but for the rest of our lives, which is eternity with you. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Please turn with me to uh, the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 19 we'll be looking at today. We're still working through the book of Joshua. And we have to remember that the book of Joshua speaks about a man named Joshua. speaks about the nation of Israel, that is the descendants of Israel. It speaks about their entrance into the promised land, the land which which God had promised way before they even got there to give to 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 the patriarchs. Beginning with of course Abraham, and then from there it was promised to Jacob and Isaac and so forth. And so we need to understand that where we're at right now, Joshua chapter 19, is a place of fulfillment by God. Fulfillment of his promises. And we should be excited about this. When we read the book of Joshua, we can be excited or should be excited that God is a God that when he promises to do something, he plans to make sure that it happens. And he will make sure that it happens. And so that's what we're seeing here. Beginning at verse 1, it reads, The second lot came out from the tribe of Simeon, clan by clan. Their inheritance lay within the territory of Judah. Simeon, a child of Jacob, is now getting ready to receive his inheritance, his promised land. Now, you got to understand, Simeon was not alive here. But God speaks, the author, I should say, speaks about Simeon as if he was alive. Because we have to understand that, again, God 
when he sees us, when he sees his children, those whom he considers part of the eternal covenant, his eternal covenant, we are alive, whether we are alive in the earth or alive in heaven. We're alive. We always are alive to him. Now, when I say alive in the earth or alive in heaven, what I'm talking about, I've got to make it clear, is that taking Simeon as an example, although Simeon at this point was dead, his body was in the earth, I am convinced that his soul is in heaven. And the Bible doesn't explain how all this works. It doesn't explain, like I'm convinced that Simeon knew at this point what was going on when this happened. That his children were being blessed. His grandchildren, probably his great, 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 great grandchildren if there's such a thing. But whatever, you know, they're his children. They're his descendants. As a father... One of my, my, my greatest, my greatest hope is that my children, just as I am blessed, that my children will be blessed, that God will bless my children, that He will provide my children with all that He has provided with me and much, much more. Beginning with salvation, deliverance from sin. We must not forget that we live in a world that is fallen. It is fallen. When I say it is fallen, it is, it is, it is evil. The world is evil. Now, when I say it's evil, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's like just this place where it's just, you know, just beyond, beyond um, repair. It's beyond help. It's beyond deliverance. It's or anything like that, but things happen that, first of all, God had not intended for to happen. Things happen, and so that's why God intervenes. He intervenes in the lives of His people. He intervenes in our lives from day to day, and that's what we're seeing right here. In this testimony of the people, the descendants, the children of Israel. We're seeing God coming in and saying, hey, wait a minute. Although the world is fallen, it is not beyond saving. And so he's saving a people, his children, for himself. And that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing God saving a remnant. That's what the New Testament describes us as, as, a remnant. God, if it was up to God, he would save us all. But the problem is, is that we have chosen to rebel, we have chosen to go against him. And so, being that he is a righteous God, being that he is the judge of us all, he must 
judge us. And the Bible makes it clear that he has judged us. We are under condemnation of God. We are under the condemnation of God. That's why we see so many things happening that God had not intended. We die. Simeon was dead. His body was in the earth at the time that his children were receiving the promises of God. But God made it clear. He signified to us. He signified to them. He signifies to us now that his body was in the earth, but his soul is in heaven. And that is not the final resting place for all those who believe. For Simeon, his final resting place is not in heaven. Simeon, like us, we look forward for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We live and we walk each day. We live in each day. We walk or live by faith, trusting in this truth that death will not have its way with us. Evil. Death is evil. You know, sometimes I wonder, I have to admit, I mean, there are times where I have to admit that, you know, in a certain extent, to us, I mean, not in a certain extent, but the truth of it, there's a truth about death that we see also in it the mercy of God. <laughs> no doubt about it. Amen? We see the mercy of God in it. I mean, there has been times, and I have experienced this in my life, my young life. Death. The death of a loved one. They were at that place in their lives where they were, their bodies were wracked with sin. Or I should say, with a disease, a symptom of sin. And it had taken over their bodies to a point of where they, 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 they were in a state of helplessness. And that's what sin does to you. It, eventually, it brings you to a place where you are in a state of just you're so weak. You're so you're so you're at a point where you can't do anything anymore about sin. You know, we have to each day we have to thank God that God gives us a day. And if God gives you strength and he gives you breath to live the day out. You need to be thankful. That you have the ability to walk. With God, to talk with God, to be to a, you're at a point where you're at least um, able to recognize the blessing of God. You're not, say for example, like the people that I, I just spoke about earlier, those who were racked with a disease, their bodies are racked with a disease, meaning that they had, had succumbed to a disease to a point where they were, they were limited in their abilities to even recognize what was going on, to understand what was going on. Because it had gotten that bad. Then there were some that they did recognize what was going on. And they knew that they were, they were at the point of dying. And it's a very sad moment, a very sad time 
when, when you experience things like this. And that's what I'm trying to share with you. It's kind of hard to even explain, even now as I'm thinking about it. But I do remember being there with these individuals and sharing with them, some of them, not all of them, the ones who were able, sharing with them their experience, the things that they were experiencing. They were in fear. They knew that their time was near. And they were in fear, many of them. But the ones who knew God and trusted in God, there was a joy in their, in their, their speech. There was, there was a joy and there was a sadness. There was a joy because they knew that they were getting ready to meet for the first time in their lives, truly meet with God. With, with, now, when I say God, I'm talking about Jesus. They were getting ready to meet Jesus in heaven. They knew that most of their lives, they had been living their lives here in this earth waiting for Jesus, but now they're at the point where they're going to really get a chance to really see Jesus on the other side. Christians, we call this, you know, the uh, afterlife. You know, we, 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 in the afterlife, we, we believe and we trust that when these bodies die, our souls enter into heaven immediately. It is ushered into the presence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So for them, those who were able to articulate it, for those who were able to speak about it, there was that joy. But there was a sadness because they knew that their bodies would be dying and because their bodies would be dying, they would miss their bodies. They would miss the people that they would be leaving behind. But they continued to trust in the promises of God. Amen? And so that's what we see here in Joshua chapter 19. We see the promises of God being fulfilled. And I am convinced that those who were the children of Jacob, they were, they, I don't know if they understood this, but I hope that they did, and it does appear that they did. They were thankful, not only to God, but they were thankful to their ancestors, Jacob, in particular, Abraham. They were, they were, they were thankful to Moses and so forth, all those who had gone before them, although they were dead, their souls were in their souls that are in heaven, they, they were thankful to them as well. Because they were receiving their inheritance, which belonged to them. This, this was the inheritance of the tribe of the Simeonites, clan by clan, the Bible reads. The inheritance of the Simeonites was taken from the share of Judah, because Judah's portion was more than they needed. Notice that. Their, their inheritance was more than they needed. Over in verse 7, I mean verse 9. So the Simeonites received their inheritance within the territory of Judah. The third lot came up from Zebulon, clan by clan. That's verse 10. The towns and their villages, they received. The inheritance went as far as Sered, going west. It ran to Marlah. You know, and this is how God works in our lives. He gives us more than we, 
we can ever imagine. He gives us more than, than we need so that we can share with each other. And not only share with each other now as we live from day to day, but to share with those who will come after us. Again, like I'm speaking as a father, speaking for, as a father, I want to provide not only for, for my children now, for you, my children now, but I'm going to provide for your children and their children and, and so on and so on. All the way, you know, as long as, as, as until the Lord Jesus returns. I'm always praying that you guys will be always provided for. And I believe that I will be, I will, I will see this, this come to fruition. Even the salvation of your, of you. Just as God has delivered me from my sin, delivered me from death, from the condemnation to eternal punishment, his, his condemnation of me, he's going to deliver you too. That's my hope. Amen? So, you know, I just kind of briefly sketched over it. I'm trying to whet your appetite. I want to encourage you to go to the book of Joshua and read about the fulfillment of God's promises. To read how God fulfilled his promises to his people. His very special people. You know, all, every, every individual that, that's born is, is God's people. It, it, they belong to God. But God, it's clear that God has a group of people that truly trust in him because of him. He, he has a group of people that he has, he has, he is, he is so committed to, to a point of where, like I said, in places like this in the Bible, it's clear. He has a special gift for them, for us. And I'm going to encourage you to find out what that gift is. I want you to find out I want to encourage you to find out what your blessing truly is in Christ Jesus. Amen? That's really what I'm trying to do. I, I can only teach you so much. I can only tell you so much. The rest is up to you. So I'm just trying to show you that this Bible, though, it's, 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 it's an unfolding story. Even now, your life as a Christian is an unfolding story. But it's all part of God's eternal plan. It's all part of those who have gone before us, who people like Simeon, Judah, Benjamin, all these names that we just spoke about. Um, these people are our people. They were Christians. They didn't realize it. They didn't know it. But they were Christians. They were all part of the body of Christ. just as we are today. Let us pray. Lord God, Father, heaven, bless you once again for opening our eyes to the realities of our salvation in Christ Jesus. It's an eternal salvation. You don't just save us for one day, but you save us for eternity so that we can live with you and be with you in that day where we receive New bodies. That's what Simeon 
is waiting for right now. His new body. And then a day in which we can truly see each other and be with each other, to fellowship with, with each other, to commune, that is, with each other, and, and to be your people in a day that, and in a day that you will be our God, our Lord and God, and Jesus, our eternal King, we will meet him face to face and be with him forevermore. And all this by your Holy Spirit, who right now is even with us and in us and preserving us for this day. So we thank you and we look forward to this in Jesus' name. Amen.